podcast that takes you on a tour of the abnormal, paranormal, weirdly true, and truly weird in every corner across this nation. Because to paraphrase Ray Parker Jr., whether it's ghosts, aliens, monsters, or monstrous humans, there's something strange in your neighborhoods. And I'm Aaron Sagers. I'm one of your hosts, and I am a paranormal journalist, paranormal pop culture expert from Paranormal Caught on Camera, Paranormal Paparazzi, Portals to Hell, Paranormal lockdown, lots of paranormals. Pa, 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 I'm really glad that I got the P guard, the like P the guard. sound That's guard. That's a different it's... thing entirely. A P guard is. <laughs> we need to re-record to... this. I don't think so. I think we're gonna keep going. Uh, and I'm joined by. Hi guys. My co- yeah. I'm Britt. I am not as experienced as my co-host. So the concept with this, maybe we don't need to keep saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyhow. Because, I don't know, you guys might be listening to this for the first time. This will be your first episode. Look, I, I, I work in the paranormal world. I work as a journalist. I work in entertainment. All that good stuff. I talk a lot about the paranormal. And I love it. But it's also a field dominated by older dudes. Yep. Older white dudes. And Britt, you're not an older white dude. I am not an older white dude, in case you can't tell by my voice that I am a, as we have covered on this podcast before in this groundbreaking journalism, 30, flirty, and thriving. Are we already repeating jokes from the first episode? I think so. It's like a callback. Oh, okay. Is it? All right. As long as it's a callback and not repetitive. (laughs) Um, That's okay. Uh... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So uh, we're, we're kind of recording this as our, our self-isolation, social yep. distancing podcast um, as a, you know, something to do to occupy the time. But look... We'll keep doing it if you keep listening. Uh, whoever you are, whoever you are out there. Thanks, so, Mom. Um, what are we talking about today? Um, we, we, we're uh, we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about somewhere you cannot go during this isolation: theme parks. Right. So, what was your? Well, okay. Did you go to theme parks or carnivals as a kid more? What, what we would go to both. So I was very lucky to grow up in Paris, and in Europe, carnivals are a very big thing. They're kind of creepy in Europe. There's, like, no laws, so people have, you know, free reign. But because we were American... Wait, what's that mean? 
Like, they would, like... like safety-wise? Yeah, safety-wise, children would be working there, animals were there. Also working? Probably drugged. Like, oh, it's, like they're not... Like, yeah, they're not good carnivals. It right. feels icky to talk about. Yeah. No, but I think there's a lot of that in the U.S. as well. Um, I remember when I was younger, uh, the... I, I remember we went on this one road trip as a family... In North Carolina. I'm the youngest of five kids, so more than fly. In fact, I didn't actually get on a plane until I was 18 years old. Wow! I got a plane in like 18 months old. Well, well I didn't. Um, but uh, I. So our youngest of five, like, we would drive places for like family trips, and we went to like this place in North Carolina that was like a bear. Bear. Cave? Can- canyon, okay. cave, or something. And it was just a lot of sad-looking bears, and it made me yeah. very sad. Um, That's what the carnivals are like in Europe. It's yeah. very sad. So yeah. I don't like talking about them. Yeah. Um, today, however, we're going to be talking about theme parks, and... I wasn't done with my carnival stuff. Oh, sorry. I, like, have, like, I went to state You car- took a sip of your I cocktail. Yes. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking the grog recipe that you gave me before the lockdown hit. Uh, it's like a take on a navy grog. I've been uh, I've been posting cocktails on my Instagram account, and you uh, you very subtly used that recipe. I, I appreciate did. That. I did. Delicious. Uh, I love a tiki cocktail. Um, so I'm very lucky that I have a good friend that makes tiki recipes for me. That's me. me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, that's what I was saying. No carnivals. Carnivals. But. The thing I remember about carnivals, and this is perhaps the thing that I find most traumatizing for me, is I've got a very fond memory out of a carnival and a very traumatic memory. The fond memory is, I remember going to like a state fair, state carnival or whatever as a kid, and I met Spider-Man. <gasps> and it was this thing where you could get a Polaroid picture with Spider-Man. How old were you? Very young. I don't know. So it was truly magical. It, it was, well, I mean, even now, meeting Spider-Man is a big deal. But I met Spider-Man, and as a little, little kid, huge Spider-Man fan, which I still am, I said to Spider-Man as I was about to take the Polaroid picture, I'm like, don't worry, Spider-Man, I won't tell anyone you're really Peter Parker. And he's oh, like... Oh, my heart breaks for baby like, Aaron. He's like... Thanks, kid. Thanks for keeping my secret. All right, now let's see your best web shooter pose. And then we did the web shooting pose. And then years later, when Islands of Adventure opened in uh, Orlando, Florida, and I went there, I, I, they had a guy dressed as Spider-Man. It was like the first time I had like since that time met a guy dressed, you know, like on the theme park dressed as Spider-Man. And it was still magical. So uh, that is my heartwarming story. That's so heartwarming. The traumatic story is just I remember I got my face painted as a clown and it terrified me. Like I saw my <laughs> face in a mirror or in a reflection and I, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Do not. Like I like I scared myself. And just the fact that like how yellow my teeth looked with the Ew, white With the white against on, it, totally. Ugh, it like... Like, I don't have a clown phobia, but I have a phobia of me as a clown. <laughs> um, and that was not something that I... Do you have any other... Do you have well, like so, that? like I said, the French carnivals were so creepy. Um, so I don't have great memories of those. But I have amazing memories of Disney as a kid. 
growing up in Paris, all the Americans at my dad's company would spend Thanksgiving at Euro Disney. Mm. So, like, for me, Thanksgiving means Disney, and it's just pure magic. I mean... Did you go to the Phantom Manor a lot? I've never been to Euro Disney, but I desperately want to go to the Phantom Manor. So, in my opinion, and this is a hot take, is that I think Euro Disney is better than any American Disney whatever. It could be because I went when I was so little. Right, so that magic is, like, So that magic is real for me, but, like, I felt like Thunder Mountain was scarier Mm. and, like... The Haunted Mansion was scarier over there, like... Phantom Manor. Oh, oh excuse En français. En français, uh, le manor phantom. Wow. Is that what it would be? I, I mean, I guess, if that's phantom manor. Yeah. Um, I don't speak French. <gasps> but this is <laughs> Nightmerica. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so, so I only have fond memories of Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, growing up in Orlando, I actually did, I didn't go there as much as people might expect. I, I've been to Disney a lot more as an adult as an adult than I did as a kid. Because well, you do it like, for work. I get, yeah, for work. And then also like a big family, you know, it was expensive. Yeah. So we would go on special occasions. I remember we would go to Epcot and... Epcot as a kid, at least when I was a kid, boring. sucked. Yeah, yeah it's boring. I, and and it's it's gotten better now. It's oh, now as an it's adult, ex- it's no. I mean, dope. even for kids now, oh, okay. they've got like a Frozen ride. Got they've it. got a lot of cool stuff going on now. But as an adult, it's especially it's great. cool because you can drink. Drink. There's a food and wine festival. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I am. I am an unapologetic Disney nerd. I love Disney. I love all things connected I with Disney Anna. Like uh, Disney Anna. Yeah, it's like just like uh like you know like the Disney. like Indiana. Uh no, that would be, that's just like Indiana. Oh, okay. But like Disneyana, as far as like the the culture surrounding oh is that a word culture and myth surrounding oh, okay. Disney. What is now? Cool. Um, but uh, so you actually have a story. I do talking connected. about Epcot. Yes. Um. So the topic is theme park. The topic so is theme park, and my story today is about Epcot. I got most of my information from the Orlando Sentinel, um, an article right. done by Jim Lesner, and then also an AP News article because you know all about them facts on this podcast. Um. So my story begins in Florida at the end of July in 1992. Barbara Krause is a 33-year-old woman. She's a security guard at Epcot. Mm -hmm. Um, And she decided that it's time to break up with her boyfriend, Alan Ferris, who is 37 years old. Um, Apparently, they'd been fighting a lot. And a neighbor told the Orlando Sentinel that they were having financial problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So men with financial problems. We already covered Harold Perelson. Am I right? You know what I mean? Men with financial problems. You got to give them the goodbye. So, they had been together for eight years, and Alan apparently took this breakup super hard. He actually attempted suicide by splitting his wrists, like, right after, and then he was given, like, a court order to no longer be in contact with Barbara, so he moved back to Rochester, New York, to be with his family out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now he's in Rochester, um, and... He's still not doing very well. He lies to his brother and says he has to go to a wedding in Florida over the weekend. Um, But it's actually not true. So September of 1992, he went back and 
confronted some guards at Epcot demanding to see Barbara. Mm -hmm. So he's going back. They told him no. And he pulled out a 12-gauge shotgun with the stock cut off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know guns. I grew up in like a hippie family. A 12-gauge... I do know guns. You know guns because you're from Florida. Yes. A shotgun with its stock cut off is basically like when you think of like an old... Not even an old Western. Like you think of Civil War footage and they have those giant guns. It's like the most of the gun is cut off and it's just the smaller parts. Yeah, it's a sawed... Look, I mean, anyone that's seen any 80s movie ever, there's always a sawed off shotgun okay it's like a thing it's like an american thing okay well it's like a it's an action movie thing well these guns are illegal apparently um so he pulls out this 12 gauge shotgun with the stock cut off and fires three shots so one of the guards goes running he's like i'm out of here i'm not going to get involved with this and the other two guards of the epcot gate are taken in and held hostage mm-hmm. by Alan in the bathroom. Um, fun fact, the bathroom was by the Journey to Imagination Pavilion, um, which I'm not super familiar with, but apparently it's owned by Kodak. Mm-hmm. And Kodak's home office is in Rochester, New York. So I think it's incredibly unrelated as a coincidence, but I found it interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, he's... He's from Rochester, Rochester New York. Right. So, of course, it's Disney, so the deputies are on the scene immediately. They're not taking any chances. The park is closed at this point, so it's not like there's people walking about that are in danger. It's just these guards and um, what time at Alan. Night is this, what it's time at 10.30 at night. Okay. So the park is closed. We don't need to worry about people being in danger. He is holding these two guards hostage in the bathroom by the journey into imagination, um, and the deputies immediately get there mm-hmm. and they're surrounding the bathroom after about like 10, 15 minutes, Alan releases the hostages and then comes out of the bathroom with a gun to his chest saying, shoot me, shoot me. You're going to have to kill me. Which like, that's really sad to me. Like this guy's just gone through a hard breakup and now he's like, you have to kill me. Well, the police don't shoot, um, and he ends up bringing the gun to his head and killing himself. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't die immediately. The deputies immediately rush to him and administer first aid. But Alan is fighting them off. Like, like, he just wants to He die. just wants to die, which is so sad. Um, and of all the articles that I've looked through, it's not even obvious that Barbara was even on site at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is like a sad story of mental illness, but it's the only, well, it was the first, it's not the only, it's the first suicide to have happened at Disney, mm-hmm. which is why I covered it today. Um, I do also want to add, if you or someone you know might be contemplating suicide, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. So. That's good. That's my story. Yeah. I mean, clearly this person was... It's sad. It is sad. However. But a lot of suicides have happened at Disney, which is crazy. It's it's sad, but it's also someone that's willing to do violence to others. Exactly. I think, I think 
I, I take mental health very seriously. We both and, do. And I, I, you know, I certainly encourage people that are feeling suicidal or depressive, like that they need someone to talk to. Yes, reach out. But like when you take it to that level of doing violence to others, that's when, you know, it's hard for me to continue to. Yeah. Have sympathy for your situation. Like, you let's know? all go see a therapist. Oh, I definitely think that. Um, so the, as far as Epcot goes, uh, the, do you know what it stands for? I don't know what it stands for. I'll tell you, it's the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, and the idea cool. was Walt never lived to see epcot come to fruition and in fact i believe he died even before uh magic kingdom opened i think he did um it his plan though was to have a community that was actually like a true living breathing thriving community where people would live on this in this in epcot um and that's not quite what it turned out to be but but there are subdivisions like that aren't they like they're in florida they own a subdivision yeah so it used to be celebration yes um and it's not quite that and there's some interesting stories come out of celebration feels very um, stepford wives in my opinion but uh so celebration is not quite what walt envisioned but it what did have like this sort of uh yeah I, i would say like the idea of it was certainly very kind of stepford Wivy. Um, well, what to me is... I know a lot of people that have lived in it, and that's not really what it okay. is anymore. But to me, what's so amazing about Walt Disney, and it's the ingenious of him, is that he knew the control and the production of everything made a difference on the customer experience. Sure, and I think that's why, um, having been to a lot of theme parks around the country, and... I'm certainly partial since I grew up in Orlando. However, well, how the, can you not love Disney? The true, the full like uh, fantasy and magic is there's so much dedication to it that it, it it feels fully realized. It's not like you're just like, hey kid, get on a ride. <laughs> like is a roller coaster. Like you know, or like or manned by like some. <laughs> You know, uh, we'll do carnies as a separate episode. Guys, uh, um, Have you ever been a carny? No, I can tell you a carny story though. Do we want to save that for the carny episode? I mean, we're kind of let's telling, tell the story. It's not my story, okay. it's, but I, it's worth telling. Uh, my uh, best friend. Uh, I don't want to me. <laughs> my other best friend. <laughs> uh, we were working at a summer camp in. Uh, Ohio. This was a long time ago. And we were walking in there, and we were working in the summer camp, but we were walking in this downtown area, and uh, there was a carnival that had popped up in this town. And my friend was wearing the name of his college, of his university. And uh, and we're walking by, and there's some carnival barkers, like, hey, we'll guess your weight. And like, hey, we'll do, you know, like, I don't know why they all talk like this. They're from Jersey. They all sound like the same. I have a lot of respect for anyone that, you know, is, uh, is work, who works, including anyone that works at a carnival. But, um, or people from Jersey. This guy was walking, this guy was like following us after we were like, he was a barker asking us to like do weight, you know, guess our weights or whatever, or throw a ball or 
But he starts following us. He's like, hey, hey, come here, come here. And we just thought he was, like, chasing us to, like, try to sell us something. He's like, no, no, no. You went to so-and-so university? And my, my friend is like, yeah, 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 I went to school there. He's like, I graduated from there. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you went to Carney school. <laughs> no disrespect to anyone. It was just funny in the moment. That is funny. That's <laughs> but, super uh, funny. Like, this is what your life is going to be. Yeah. I, yeah. But the, you know what? Like, I think there's an allure to the Carney life. Um, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But uh, that said, uh, I, I mean, like, I have so many stories about Disney and about theme parks. I'm not going to go. I mean, go... listen, it's coming from a man who is Mickey Mouse on his Apple Watch right now. It's, well, that is true, actually. Um, no, I love Disney. Uh, but uh, there's the ones that I'll run down real quickly is like, uh, so the Haunted Mansion ride, supposedly people dump ashes. They do. On the Haunted Mansion ride, uh, which, hey, guess what, people, if you try to do that, it's like basically asking for your Aunt Sally's ashes to get vacuumed and tossed out at the end, end of the night. Let's at not the end do of each it. Shift. Those ashes don't stay there. They have cameras everywhere. They know that you're doing that. Um, there's the story of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ghosts. I believe it's George. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't look this up, but it's go- it George. Is George. Um, a lot of different stories about where he came from, came from who he is. But uh, if he is not told good morning uh, at the over the PA each day, the ride will uh, is said to break down throughout mm. the day should also say it's an older ride so it might just be more prone to breaking down um but old people to say are. say hello and good morning and also um oh and if you don't say good night supposedly the ride will come will turn on overnight uh i've also pirates of the caribbean this is less well known but i've heard stories of a ghostly woman spotted overhead on the ride mm. before the drop um and it looks like someone is observing from a booth mm. overhead but there shouldn't be anyone there um there's let's see contemporary resort at disney 
Did you hear this one? I um, might have. It's uh, where, well, it's where Richard Nixon gave his I Am Not a Crook speech on November, November 17th, 1973. But it's also said that the ballroom of the hotel, which at one point was the largest ballroom in the country, um, what is supposedly haunted, sounds of footsteps, sounds of music, uh, tech malfunctions take place there. Um Port Orleans Resort. A lot of people have told me in various rooms. There's a feeling, various rooms there. There's feelings of being watched, of hearing things at night. They, some people say they feel a presence in the room. It, it is one of their older hotels. Port Orleans. Port Orleans. Where yeah. is that on like the Disney compound? Do you know? Um, sorry, that's the sound of my ice in my cocktail, which I know you love that sound. Um, it's. I think it's connected to, Eb- not Epcot, but I think you take the little river over to Epcot. But I don't know. It's on the Magic Kingdom property. And then supposedly Hollywood Tower of Terrors also has a, uh, a story of a, um, a platform ghost, uh, a ghost on Platform D, I believe. Cast members have to test the ride and can do so solo. But when they do that, uh, the ghosts can, uh, people supposedly see things when they're testing the ride on their own and there was supposedly a photo of a ghost on there that was circulated for a while Mm. but um all of that said it's a lot of different different stories of disney ghosts um a lot of cool stories at disney itself uh and i love it a lot however however i want to tell you a story oh i'm excited universal orlando i'm gonna cuddling for this and uh onto this dining room chair it's not even my my story um i'm actually gonna let my friend win tell this story from arcade fire no oh no wind bogs winfield bogs um and well let me tell the story and then i'll give you a little bit of background okay. about win himself what's up man uh so before i start my story I uh, just want to let you know that, you know, I somewhat believe in ghosts. Uh, I like doing the adventure. I like trying to find the proof. But the story I'm about to tell you kind of got me really thinking because, one, it freaked me the hell out. It really did. So, smoking to Kristoff, sitting by the pool. Here you go. We're at Universal Studios. A bunch of us are getting ready to get on the Hogwarts Express. Um, I can't remember... The cabin that we actually got into, but was it cabin one? The very first one. The very first cabin, right? So we're all the way at the front. Um, I'm sitting right by the door, facing forward. My friend Chris is sitting across from me, facing towards the back of the train. Train starts going on, and we start, and we go through the, I think it was the first tunnel we hit in the video. Uh, And off the side of my head a shadow just cruises past it and goes right by uh, my friend Chris's head. Like, whoop. And then you hear a thud. And Chris and I are looking at each other like, tell me you just saw that. Tell me you just saw something go right by us. And there's nothing in the car. There's nothing in the program. There's nothing in the ride that does that. It literally, and we went by it, and we thought we were the only ones that saw it. And then the other day, we're talking with some friends of ours, and they're like, no, we saw that go by you guys. 
And my wife, Karen's like, yeah, I saw that too. We couldn't explain it. And both of us are like, we got the chills when it happened. Like, like every hair on the whole, my whole back just stood straight up. And I'm like, all right, I want off this. I want off now. And I don't know that. Don't think I'd say it was a ghost because it came out from the wall, like right here, right by his head into the wall. And then you hear a thud. And yeah, I don't sit in the front car anymore. Sit in the back. So have you done the, have you been on the Hogwarts Express? No, uh, I have not. Orlando? Okay. Um, you're a Harry Potter fan though, right? I mean, like you've seen the movies. Okay. What house are you? People have told me I'm Gryffindor. I don't know. I've never done a test. Okay. That's like, well, that's what someone says. Like, I don't know. People tell me I'm an overachiever. Uh, you know, but. Uh, but I'm not a Slytherin. I'm a Slytherin. I believe you're a Slytherin. You don't even know the difference. I mean, like I've seen the movies. Okay. I don't think I'm a you Slytherin. My parents tried. We they could, tried to read the books? We tried to read the books together. Oh, together. It's tough. Um. I don't think I'm a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff because I was not good at school. And I feel like both of those groups are super smart. And I was really bad in school. Well, I'm I'm definitely a Slytherin. If anything, I would be a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. I don't know. Well, well, okay. All that aside. uh, So let me tell you about Wynn, my friend Wynn. Big guy. And and uh, a marine, and a very sober type of guy. As far as like the guy that um, he's someone that like you know if like things got serious in any situation, he would be mm-hmm. on top of it. Um, I trust him implicitly. We also have been cigar buddies, uh, but. He's not someone that I've ever known to BS or mm-hmm. tell a tale or exaggerate Or be super things. ghosty, I'd bet. And definitely not super ghosty, yeah. which he says himself. Like, he's not even... So, but then with this story, you know, him explaining something that had multiple people noticing it mm-hmm. and creating some sort of interaction with physical space, like thumping mm-hmm. against the wall, That's interesting to me. Yeah. And, but again, like... He knows what I do. He knows I talk about the paranormal. He's never really brought up the paranormal before this moment uh, in this and this story. So that to me is interesting. I'm, I'm always the most fascinated by people that are not interested mm-hmm. in the paranormal that tell a story about something they cannot explain. Um, and like, what was the thud? That was my question. Yeah. Like, was there a wall or was there something there before? Well, and I also told him... I mean, I just, I was talking to him about it. Oh, and, you know, again, like, so he had multiple people noticing it. Mm-hmm. But I asked him, I'm like, so what about people that would just say, like, there's a lot of, in- there's a lot of lights going on. It's not a ride, but it's a, an attraction. Oh, okay. So you of- just walk through it? No, it, it it's a, it's meant to simulate a train ride ah. from London to Hogwarts and if you take it the other way, it's from Hogwarts to London. Okay. So you are in a train car, and it is a train, and you see sort of scenery going by in the background. 
Um, that's pretty. That sounds very nice. Oh, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, I want to go. But it's a it's a fairly short train ride. But um, so there's some lighting effects and things like that. Okay. And that's what I asked him. I'm like, are you sure it wasn't a lighting thing? And he's like, look, I've, I've done this thing a million times. I know that ride in and out. I'm a pass holder. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, like there's He's not no, an amateur. nothing that can surprise me about that. So yeah. when that happened, it was definitely out of the ordinary. Wow. I don't know. I, I just found that interesting. Super interesting. I mean, the thing worth also adding here, since we're talking about theme parks, is you have millions, literally millions of people that go through these things every energy. day. A lot of energy, a lot of history, um, history on the grounds. Uh, so, you know, it's certainly not a place that uh, would surprise me to find out that there were some ghost stories and odd paranormal stories taking place absolutely there interesting it is interesting and then you uh i don't know if you're ready to talk about this but you also did the discovery cove or discovery island i did i looked into discovery island which is really interesting to me so i don't have a ton of experience with um disney world i went once in high school um I was the president of my high school's DECA group, which is Distributive Educational Clubs of America. Holy shit. It's the marketing group. It's business club. Um, So we made it to nationals. All the way. All the way. way, We made it. So we went to Disney in high school. Um, You're definitely a Gryffindor. Oh, okay. Sure. And you're like, I have no idea. I don't know what that means. means. (laughs) So we went, I was competing in fashion and business marketing. Shock. Um, But when we went, I was rooming with these two girls who I was not friends with who were horribly annoying. Um, And do you want to call out their names? I don't want to call out their names. (laughs) Um, But they and one of the guys from the group broke into the hotel at Disney's like shop and they stole a bunch of booze from the gift shop. Uh, They have all been banned from Disney for life. Really? Were you? No. I was not involved. I have to confess, I actually told the teacher that they did this and then they got banned because of me. Well, I don't... Yeah, no, I don't... Uh, I, I, do not advocate, I do not advocate stealing, but I also don't advocate being a snitch. I was but, a real goody two-shoes in high school. I was the president of marketing club, okay? I was not cool by any means. Um... But so they were banned for Disney for life. So I was really curious who else was banned from Disney for life. And I stumbled upon this blogger named Shane Perez who broke into Disney's Discovery Island um, in 2009. So he swam from, I guess it was the Contemporary Resort, which we talked about, to Discovery Island, which is about 300 feet um, and he like put all his supplies in these waterproof bags and swam over. And what he had to say was just that it was very creepy. That Discovery Island had been built in 1974. It was like a Treasure Island themed park mm-hmm. um, in the middle of what's called Bay Lake, which is near Magic Kingdom. It's like that big body of water you cross to get to Magic Kingdom. And... In 1978, it was actually an accredited zoo and aquarium and was breeding rare birds, which is very cool. 
Um, but in 1999, it was closed due to this brain-eating amoeba found in, like, the fresh water, which mm-hmm. is scary. So from 1999 until 2009, no one was there. And so this blogger snuck in, swam the 300 feet, which is, seems like a lot to me as someone who can't swim. And the first thing he noticed when he got there was that all the lights on the dock were on no matter what they were all on which feels very eerie and though they say all of the birds and animals were moved to animal kingdom when discovery island was closed it had all these birds on it so no matter where they were on the island it sounded like they were surrounded by birds which is so eerie in the middle of the night um it kind of almost felt like some of the birds were talking to them they also, also known as chirping, but okay. True. But your <laughs> so your ringtone is in the tiki tiki room, your alarm clock. So that's, that's birds singing words. All the birds sing the words and the what is it? Owls coo? No. It's um uh um, all the all birds, birds sing, sing the words, words and the and the Flowers. Flowers bloom in no, the tiki 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 no, room. The flowers croon. Mm, that feels wrong. That's literally <laughs> the lyric. <laughs> well, anyway, so the birds are all talking to them. Um, they stumble upon these really creepy cages, which is most likely where animals were kept, like when they were visiting the on-site veterinarian. I just want to interrupt you for a okay. moment, because yes. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon. What's like crooning like uh, Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Oh, all right. So (laughs) Shane stumbled upon these super creepy cages that were most likely where animals were held during like veterinary visits. So like Mm -hmm. not creepy, but in the dark of night, it feels very eerie. Um, and what's so odd, and we will put pictures of this on our Instagram, and they're also on Shane Perez's blog, is that he found snakes in weird bottles throughout, like, the island. So there was a snake in, like, a plastic Diet Coke bottle preserved in some weird liquid. Mm-hmm. But in a plastic Diet Coke bottle, which just feels so creepy. I mean, I know this story. I know... I've seen images from the abandoned uh, Discovery Island. I don't know about the snakes, but I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I guess maybe that's odd. It's it's odd if you see it. Yes. There are a lot of cool abandoned theme parks or or amusement parks out there. Japan uh, has some that you can see online, which I, I think are really wild. And then even like uh i've been in some areas of the country where it's like off season or whatever and uh, you go into these mini golf uh putt golf areas where they have these giant statues and whatnot and it's just all very creepy and has an abandoned uh vibe to it i mean putt-putt golf is kind of creepy is it it's to me it is everything's so small why is it so small well so the one, of the, one of the ones I'm thinking of is, uh, it was a couple of years ago, I believe it was, what is the name of the town? It's upstate New York, I believe, in the Adirondacks. 
and I went to an area that was had been a resort area, but it was off season, so there was just these putt putt golf things. There was like a, um, a uh, not a monolith park, but a uh, a park where they had a bunch of like old um, Paul Bunyan type of mm. uh, statues and whatnot, and it just felt like something locked in time and kind of eerie and creepy. And That's cool though. It, it let's really go. Was. Let's take a road trip. It was cool. Um, but we can uh, some film some Patreon content up there. We could do that. We could do that once the once the self isolation time has passed. Lifts. Yep. Um, so, the uh, that said, all right. Well, that's a that is a cool. Do you have any other just random Disney facts I have, that you just have? Like, um, I have. This a, is a theme park episode, but it's very Disney heavy. I have a funny Disney story. Okay. Um, so in April 2017, a 41-year-old woman at- allegedly attacked a female high school student at Disneyland. Uh, they were watching the fireworks and KTLA5 reported that the student was standing to see the fireworks mm-hmm. and the 41-year-old woman was behind her and asked her to sit down. But the student wouldn't. She wanted to watch the fireworks standing. And the 41-year-old woman threatened her. And so the friends started to leave. They were creeped out by this woman. And this woman attacked the student, grabbing her around the throat and threatened her. Mm -hmm. Um, This girl did not sustain any injuries, but she did press charges and the woman was arrested. So there's nothing about that that surprises me. Well, no, it's just like people people get crazy at Disney. People become monsters. Yeah. Not just Disney, but anywhere where they feel that they have some sense of entitlement. over. I've spent my heart and money to be here and I can do whatever. Totally. Whatever I want. And... You know, I, I've seen people just go insane at these places. Have you so, ever gone insane at Disney? No, okay. no, because... That would have been a good story. Um, yeah, no, not really. Because, I mean, again, like I... You go for work. I've been there, even though I wasn't there all the time. Like, I was there probably most than more than most people. Um, but, uh, and I'm also, I'm not really the person that's going to freak out. No, you're so very now. mellow between the um, two of us. But uh, I'd be more likely to freak out at Disney. Really? Like, I mean, between the two of us, don't you think? Like, uh, would you do like that scene from Elf where it's like, Santa! <laughs> I know him! <gasps> would you do that to Mickey? No. I get pretty excited when I see Mickey. I wouldn't get excited over Mickey, but I would strangle someone that wouldn't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, uh, good tip for the kids out there. <laughs> If I'm you not don't a kid. Like what someone is doing, just strangle them. In case you can't Until tell you from this podcast, way. I am not a kid's person. I don't. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that's this ended up being very Disney heavy, which is okay because I do love Disney. And who doesn't? And that's okay. But we do have a, a solid story from Universal Orlando, and that said. Well, okay, we are we're coming to the end of another episode of Nightmarica. We're trucking now. We're we're just going full steam ahead. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys have any stories, you would much like like us... when who sent us a story? Yes. 
Send us a story. Send us a story. How should they um, do that? If you have a story to send us, please email us at nightmericashow at gmail.com. Or you can send us a DM. You can slide into our DMs at Nightmerica Podcast on Instagram. Um, please, when you download us on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We are also on Spotify. Thanks for listening. And uh, wherever you download us, wherever you find us, we hope we find you again next week for the next episode of Night America. by Manscaped. And to talk about the men's grooming kits, we have one of its fiercest fans, Mr. Lawrence Talbot, an actual werewolf from London. Right, love. Cheers for having me on, although I prefer lycanthrope. The whole WW word is a bit unseemly. Although I should also note I have been an American citizen for a while now. Ah, so that would explain that almost indistinct Distinguishable British accent. Anyhow, Larry, I'm surprised you're in wolf form even though there's not a full moon elf. That's right. Well, I used to view my condition as a bit of a curse, what with all the hair everywhere. But with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 and its durable skin safe ceramic blade, which has small teeth, unlike myself, I can be quite the dapper wolf with my crown jewels, if you will, remaining secure. Now I actually prefer to stay in wolf form permanently. Pardon me for saying so, but you have a lot of hair. It must take you forever to groom. Most certainly. It takes quite a bit of time. Thankfully, the lawnmower 3.0 holds a 90-minute charge, so I have all the time in the world. And with the built-in LED light, I can even see on a moonless night as I... as I trim my... My dolly bits, my undercarriage, my John Thomas. Right, right, we get it. Wolfman's got nards. And with Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0's waterproof technology, you can even clean up in the moors on a rainy English or American night. It's perfectly splendid, isn't it? And speaking of moors, I still do enjoy taking a bite out of the occasional backpacker. But with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, any passers-by that comes close will only smell the aroma of the freshest dangly bits. But don't take our word for it, or even that of a gentleman lycanthrope. Because with the code NIGHTMERICA, you can get 20% off a Manscaped order and receive free shipping. Head to manscaped.com and enter code NIGHTMERICA, and you can check out their anti-chafing boxer briefs, weed whacker nose hair trimmer, and crop cleanser hair and body wash, all from... Wolf Manscaped. No, only from Manscaped. Manscaped, the right tools for the job. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.